0: Adidas. Good morning from Columbus, Ohio. Welcome, everybody. This is Oilers now for our title sponsor, World of Spas. Thomas and the staff at World of Spas telling you, aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax. World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. The Edmonton Oilers blowing out the Pittsburgh Penguins last night 7-2. to two. We'll get to a little bit of an audio recap. Uh, push back a little bit today at 12.35 because we're going to go into, we have five guests on. It's five guests Friday on Oilers now, courtesy of Abe's door service. In about two minutes' time, Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey on Rogers. Columbus Blue Jackets color analyst Jody Shelley at 12.45 to preview tomorrow's matinee. NHL insider John Shannon for legacy heating and cooling. Puckpedia's Hart Levine to explain sort of the machinations around some potential movement here coming up and how teams can stay in the mix when they are seemingly in LTIR cap hell and the Alberta Golden Bears open up the Canada West semifinals tonight. Former Oilers player and coach and head coach at the U of A, Ian Herbers at one forty-five. Of course, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline 780 496 George Thurgood and the Destroyers take the stage at the River Cree May the 4th. Info and tickets at rivercreeresort.com and um, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. We're a week from, away from the NHL trade deadline. That's our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating and cooling you need, get it with no payment, no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. Brendan, we ready to roll here? What do you think? Yeah, let's let her rip. It's Leonard Rip. Uh, we bring aboard one of the most plugged in men of the business from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. We welcome back to the show, Elliot Freeman, who literally is up at all hours of the night. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Bob. How are you doing?
0: I'm quite fine.
1: Good. I'm glad to is hear it the it. calm the before the proverbial storm? Yes, it is. I'm in the lobby of a downtown hotel in uh, Toronto. So if I'm not too loud, you'll uh, understand. Um, but yes, it's uh, it's a wild couple of days. Like there's a lot of stuff flying around as you can imagine, Bob. It's just a matter of figuring it out what's true and what isn't. Well, last night you broke
0: that the Washington Capitals had offloaded a pair of pending UFA's Dmitry Orlov, a left-shot defenseman, $5.1 million cap hit. Garnet Hathaway it was a pain in the ass for the Flames when he played against you last night. Good, good, good depth, bottom six forward. And the Boston Bruins, who are unequivocally going for it. I had somebody reach out to me today and say, Boston addressed two needs. Toronto, the week earlier, addressed one at center by getting O'Reilly and Achari. So what is your take on what the Boston Bruins were able to do yesterday? And for the second time in the week, Bill Guerin uh, taking on a little bit of money to act as a third party to pick up an additional pick.
1: Well, first of all, the Wild, they're going to have every pick in rounds four and five. So that's one thing we have to prepare for. And also, I think we're going to have a situation where there's going to be some more retained salary trades. So they're going to have the opportunity to do even more of it. Well, one more. You can only do one more. Three, and I think yes. they've got two. So they're going to have the opportunity to do one more of these. Um, you know, and, and they could be a factor. The other thing that's uh, kind of going on there is, So Boston had their hands in a lot of things. I was one of the people that obviously had heard that there was something with Gavrikov done. There's obviously a big disagreement between Columbus and Boston. You know, I said on our pod this morning, Bob, that I heard Columbus felt there was a verbal agreement and somebody called me and said, Columbus thinks they have more than that. And I'm like, okay, but Boston obviously disagrees. And, um, you know. I mean, right now, the NHL is going to say, look, a trade is done when it's done, and it comes to Central Registry. But there's obviously some hard feelings here, and we'll see where all that goes. But I think, obviously, Boston looked at Gavrikov. I think they looked at Chikrin. They're going to have real cap issues next year. I think that made that very difficult. Um, I think they look at McCabe and Lafferty uh, with the Blackhawks, as, as the Oilers have done before. And, you know, I, I think one of the issues is... Um, You know, I think, you know, one of the issues that they did this one is they could get both guys. As you said, you know, Hathaway's a pain in the ass. He's a great depth player in the playoffs. And uh, as a matter of fact, they had a game in Boston two weeks ago, two weeks ago yesterday, where Hathaway scored the winning goal. And if they weren't big into Hathaway before the Bruins, they were certainly yep. after that. And, you know, the big thing that, you know, you got to mention is, uh, you know, Orla Orla's a left-hand shot. And, and Sweeney mentioned last night he can play both sides. And in the playoffs, that's, that's really important. And I think ultimately the fact they can get both guys, that is, I think, why Boston did the deal. I I think the other thing too here, uh, Bob, is this came across really fast. I think uh, Brian McClellan hadn't really decided. They looked at Orlov. I think Orlov was looking six, seven years. I don't think the Capitals were willing to do more than three or four. (laughs) And I think the Capitals didn't really let anyone know until Sunday that they were willing to move Orlov. And that's why I think this happened when it did. I think when Sweeney realized what was available, he swooped in there and, and made the deal as fast as he could.
0: We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman, NHL Hockey and Rogers. Elliot, also last night, the New York Rangers made a, a sequence of moves. Now, we are going to have Hart Levine coming up from Puckpedia at about uh, 1.35 today to sort of explain the financials about why the Rangers, um, you know, can get in on Kane, and but maybe not Kane today, but maybe Kane in a week from now. Uh, what are you hearing at all, if, it, if anything, on Evander, or sorry, on Patrick Kane at this time?
1: Well, I, I think this. Uh, Patrick Kane didn't practice today. Uh, Luke Richardson said it was a minor injury. I mean, look, they, you can see the possibility of the bubble wrap coming. Uh, New York didn't have Kraftsoff and the practice today. I know it was an optional, but they didn't play last night for the Rangers. Those aren't the guys who skipped the optionals. Uh, they they helped, held them out for a reason they didn't go on waivers today they could always do it tomorrow i tend to agree with that thinking look i i think what's going on here is the rangers are preparing to make a deal for kane now will it happen i can't say with 100% certainty right now but i think the rangers are preparing to make a deal for kane i think this this is the way this is all trending and And I do think that because of all the cap permutations involved, the double retention, um, the fact that the Rangers might have to go down to 20 players for the time being, that it's, it's possible if this happens, it can't happen until like right before the deadline. So yes... Um, like, you know, you know, they, the the Blackhawks don't play till tomorrow in San Jose. We'll see where this all goes. But it does look like a lot of bubble wrap here, uh, Bob. I don't believe in coincidences at this time of year. And I do think the Rangers and Blackhawks are preparing to make the deal if everything lines up. That's what's going on here. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-Heated Wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec Compression Boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt Massage Guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Haaland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com.
0: 12-15 in Edmonton, Elliott Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service. All right, you mentioned San Jose. They don't have one name out there, they have two. Now, I, personally, yeah. my guess is Carlson's an off-season trade. Timo Meyer for sure gets traded. Uh, yeah. yep. How heavily vested do you believe Vegas are in this? And of course, Timo Meyer is Swiss. Uh, and there's the obvious connection to the New Jersey Devils, who've got Nico Heischer, who's an underrated two-way centerman in the league right now. Um, mm-hmm. But what are you hearing? I guess first of all on Meyer.
1: Well, I, I think that on Meyer, like, I, look, it's one of those things that doesn't doesn't really matter sometimes, but does matter others. San Jose has a big ceremony this weekend, the Marlow retirement jersey tomorrow night, and some teams are really skittish about. Making big announcements that overshadow those kinds of things. I don't know if it's the case here, but I think it's one thing you have to mention. Uh, You know, when it comes to these, when it comes to uh, Meyer, I I do think New Jersey's in it. I do think Vegas is in it. I I think Vegas is very interested. Um, I do think that uh, Carolina's in it, and I also think that um, you know, St. Louis and Winnipeg have been in it. The thing with me with Winnipeg is, I, I just. It's not the Jets' way to do this kind of a move, what it's gonna cost, until they have some certainty that Meyer's gonna sign there, and I'm not sure that they do. Like, if you ask people who's best positioned to make the deal in terms of, like, the, the assets to do it, I think New Jersey's that team. Like, I know there's a lot of talk about Dawson Mercer. I'd be surprised, I, I really would be. Uh, the kid's already a heck of a player, and, you know, you, you don't move young centers. Um, you know, I I uh, I would I would be surprised if it would be if Mercer would be included, but I think the team that has the most assets to do it are the Devils uh, the Devils. But I, that doesn't mean that other teams aren't going to try.
0: We're joined by Elliot Friedman. All right, Elliot, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Um, the orders get up to play the pens like you don't get up to play oh, John yeah. Tortorella coach teams with Philadelphia of 25 oh, by the million
1: like Bob I, I I made a mistake I, I said Mercer Mercer was a center he's he's a winger but I, I just lost my mind for a second there I wanted to I wanted to fix that
0: okay um anyways back to Pittsburgh last night the orders walloped and they were up to play that game and David put on a show you know Edmonton was flying um we're hearing some conflict. I actually bumped into Brian Burke before last night's game, and I, I don't know if Pittsburgh can do anything. There is some belief they might actually have people in their organization be interested in Jacob Chikrin. I don't know how that, uh, how you know, how easy that is to. to and that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to circle to Jacob Chikrin. I should mention that the Pittsburgh Penguins put Casper Kapanen on waivers today. He has a year left at 3.2 million. That is going to be problematic. Are they trying to open up some cap space? Have you heard anything at all about? The position Pittsburgh's in—they've got the longest uh, playoff consecutive playoff streak currently in the major uh, four professional sports in North America.
1: Well, I, I think that they've tried to move Kaepernick, and uh, they haven't been able to do it. Like I was talking with one at uh, one team today, and they said they would have—they uh, they said that they would have—and uh, I. Op- Oh, God, I'm just getting a text. Someone said, someone just sent me a note, Bob, saying, don't be an idiot, he's a center. Like, just stick with what you said in the first place. So I'm sorry, all the Devils fans, I'm completely screwing this up. I'm just laughing at this text. I think they've tried to move Kapanen, and I had one team say to me today that they have some interest in Kapanen, but they don't think they want to take the whole money. Um, You know, I, I think that that's, you know, that's kind of what, I think it stands at that the the penguins aren't like when you put a player like this on waivers that says to me that you can't move them unless you have to incentivize people and you don't want to pay what the incentive is. Now, you know at the very least now they can if, if it doesn't work out they can send them down somewhere they can take a, a little over a million dollars off their cap and maybe it gives them a little added flexibility you know there was the report today from rob rossi that uh sullivan wants chikrin and hextall doesn't want to do it I, uh, there's always some nuance, nuance in this situation um i, I think that one of the things that that has happened here is that I do think the Penguins have looked into it, but I think Ron Hextel does think that doesn't make sense. And on this one, I agree with him. I think, you know, the the Penguins don't have a lot of future assets, and I'm not convinced with where they're going right now that fi- using all of them on Jacob Chikrin is a good idea. If I was Pittsburgh, and, I and you know, I, I probably – this is probably not what they're going to do, but I would sell – and see how many assets I've got and then make my decision. Like if I think I got some other things, then maybe you go and do chicken. However, uh, I I just really feel that uh, trading all their assets right now for Chickren, I don't know how that really makes you better for the next couple of years until you've got some other things too, and that will limit what they can do. Like, I like what Washington's doing. I don't think Washington's going into a teardown or a rebuild. I think they've punted on this year, and they're going to have a lot of cap room, and they're going to have a lot of assets to fool around this summer. I think the Penguins, they don't have that same flexibility, but I think they have to consider uh, that kind of idea. reference, Tyler Bertuzzi. Elliot,
0: there? Yeah, I'm there now. Okay. In 32 thoughts, you mentioned Tyler Bertuzzi and the Edmonton Oilers, which is not a surprise. Ken Holland, uh, you know, was part of the Detroit staff that took uh, Tyler Bertuzzi in the draft. He scored 30 last year. But the reality is the Red Wings are still in this thing, aren't they, Elliot? Uh,
1: Yes, they still are. Like, I I really feel that they're Uh, like I think the Red Wings they haven't been in the playoffs in in over half a decade Bob and they've got a brand new building like you guys understand that you've got a brand new building there and you you get to a point where um, you get to a point where you say we got to take care of our fans and um, you know I I think that's important I I think that you come to a point in time where you have to reward your players and your fans and they haven't they want to do that You know, also, Bob, I did a story a few years ago uh, for CBC where we talked about, like, is Detroit still hockey town? And and one thing I remember is Babcock, like, just ripping the whole idea. It was really funny. But the other thing is I interviewed Christopher Illich at the time, and he talked about how at that time, Bob, the the Oilers were in the Western Conference. Like, how many games do you think they had starting after nine o'clock? How do, build, yeah. how do you build yeah? How do you build young fans? So the other thing is I think about that. Like how do you build young fans when you don't make the playoffs? Well, not only Bob not only Bob are they in by points percentage, but they're in today in terms of actual points. Like you have to reward your people. I, I totally get it. You know, Bob, I'll tell you this. This is just me talking, but there's another ex Red Wing out there right now who I kind of wonder about maybe for you guys. Like, do you think you guys would have any interest in Nick Jensen?
0: 2.5 million right shot defensemen for Washington. There's some belief the Caps are considering resigning former Oilers draft. choice. Eric Gustafson, who, by the way, over the last 18 seasons, is the only Edmonton Oilers draft choice after round one that has had a 60-point season in the NHL. He didn't do it for Edmonton. Uh, I think there might be some fans listening saying, you know, once bitten, twice shy. The Oilers gave up two number twos and number four for Athens, CU, and Mike Green, and they got a combined 15 games played out of those guys. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that I get I get texts like that on a daily basis from people. That said, I, I do think, Elliot, I, I know, I'm almost certain the orders are going to add. The question is, how substantive is the ad going to be? And I think for a lot of the fans in Oil Country, I mean, I, they want to see, like, they think the team's good, um, and they'd like to see the team get improved. And sometimes it's difficult uh, sometimes you can make incremental ads that can actually impre- Like you look at what Colorado did last year. Lekkonen's a pretty good player, but he's not like a 30 goal mm-hmm. scorer. Cognato mm-hmm. was terrific as a fourth line guy because he had a real identity in his role. And then Manson brought them some more punch in the back end and has been a top 4D. So they gave up. They, they didn't draft in the first five rounds last year. And we got lots mm-hmm. of people texting the show saying, I'd like to see. I, I don't care if the owners don't have picks for the next couple of years. They need to capitalize on the timing now, and that's why it's that's why it's an intriguing time here in oil country for the next week.
1: Yeah, you know, and you know, I think the one thing is, look, like you guys took a run at King, like a legit run at Patrick Kane. I don't think that's happening. Um, I, I think you guys have looked, and I think you guys had your conversation about Carlson. I don't think that's happening. So you guys have been on in on the big fish the the ones you put up on a wall when you catch them right now yeah. I, I think you guys are looking to see what else is out there and i you know like the one thing it, i wonder is now and, and someone did say this to me to me yesterday i think there are teams out there looking for defensemen uh uh bob who think that the sellers are gonna panic now is that true? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know yet. Who knows what the future holds? But I think they feel that there's team. There's a lot of UFAD out there, and these teams, these players are not. And and some of these teams are going to be, you know, going home alone at the end of the night at the bar. And I wouldn't be surprised if, on some level, uh, you guys are thinking that now. The Gavrikov thing threw a wrench into this yesterday. We'll see what that all means but uh, like i think there are definitely teams out there who think that there's a lot of UFAD out there and maybe some of these teams that are sellers aren't going to get what they want and if we hold on them will we benefit where does Chikrin go ultimately
0: uh, he's not a ufa he's got I don't know, you know two years two more left, years and they're Look, looking for sure for sure for two future number ones is what we've heard every step away
1: yeah like like I gotta tell you, I, I think like like Boston looked into it, the Kings have looked into it. Columbus has looked into it. Pittsburgh has obviously looked into it. Like you know, Washington, I think is is, is I, Washington's an interesting one because look how they only have one defenseman signed for next year. Yeah. and and they don't want to be bad. like and, and the other thing is I heard I heard Washington was looking at one of the UFAD this year. But they said we're not trading for them unless we have term. So Washington is looking for term, and so it makes sense. And you know they have some assets now, and they might get even more as they continue to sell off here.
0: Well, and that's how St. Louis got in on Meyer, and you wonder could Washington get in on Chikrin? Uh, for sure, you they know, could. Ottawa. So I should mention Ottawa.
1: I should mention St. Louis too. They've been around. They've been around Chikrin before. Yeah.
0: Elliot, great stuff. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Much appreciated, Bob. You bet. That's Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. It is twelve twenty-seven in Edmonton. Uh, Abe's Door Service, where services are specialty. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to catch up and get to a global news, weather, traffic update with Kevin Robertson um, at uh, twelve forty-five today. A Blue Jackets perspective with Jody Shelley, but not before we have a bit of a recap on last night's seven-two trouncing by the Oilers over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Bob Stauffer joining you from Columbus, Ohio.